This is your word, not my word. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. I can be who it says I can be. Today I will be taught the indestructible, incorruptible word of God. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, we just want to send um, best wishes to Pastor Evan. He's in Killeen right now. He'll be back up tonight. He's doing three services this morning. Ooh. So, you know, that's just giving him a little practice for things to come. Things to come. Amen. So, we let's hope he makes it in <laughs> just fresh and, you know, ready. But he's going to do three services this morning. Well, here's the thing. As I was praying about the message this week, you know, I know that something has happened. Something has happened already in the spirit world. And a lot of times we don't know what's going on in the spirit because we live in the flesh. We live here. And unless you're really praying and you're really tapping into the spirit of God, sometimes you don't know something has happened when it's already happened. And so the Bible says in Isaiah 43 verse 19, if you turn there, Isaiah 43, 19. That sometimes God does something and it's up to us to kind of understand what's going on. And as people, I know that we get caught up with the situation. We get caught up with the circumstances and the news and what's going on in our life. To the point, sometimes we can actually miss the bigger picture, the greater picture, the greater reality. And the greater reality is what's going on in the spirit, not what's going on in the flesh. Because what's in the spirit can change what's in the flesh. God is spirit and God can change anything that's going on in the natural. Amen? Amen. So the Bible says here, remember not the former things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now. It shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. When I was praying, God had already showed me that he had made a shift already in the spirit. There's a shift. Like when you drive a manual car, you know, and it goes in first gear and second gear third and fourth gear, if you are trying to go up a mountain and you try to go up in fourth gear, it's not going to work. You're going to have to put that thing in first gear. If not, you're going to grate the gears. And what I know that I know that for sure is that God has already made a shift spiritually for us, Word of Truth Family Church. He's already made a shift for you. He's already gone into your future and secured some things and switched some things around. But some of us, are not perceiving it. What's a shift? A shifter is to put something aside and replace it by something else. A shift is to transfer from one place or position to another. A shift is to change gears. God has already created opportunities in our future. He's already switched things around for us. And I'm telling you what I know that I know. He's already switched this thing. He has something greater for us. We have to pick up on it. And what happens in a shift is three things happen in a shift. The first thing is a shift is going to cost you. A shift is going to cost you. The next thing is a shift is going to be inconvenient. And the last thing is a shift will catapult you. We see throughout the Bible that God has always, always, always wants his best for his people. The Bible says in Jeremiah that he has a good plan for us. A plan to prosper us. A plan to give us hope. This is his idea. This is his intent. This is his future for us. But we, we, there's sometimes it's like having something for you, a gift, but you never participate in the gift. 
Even though I can tell you, boy, you know, can you come by my house and pick up this gift? And you, you just never come. God has those things in the future for us. He always has provision for us and favor assigned at our next level. Even if we get into some trouble based on our own deeds, based on our own words, God has a way of escape and a way of restoration. Don't disqualify yourself from God's future for you because of what you did yesterday. God doesn't change, but he is always changing things. His principles stay the same, but he will change something, work something, move somebody, eradicate something just for you. That's the kind of God that we serve. It's time for you to shift. It's time for you to shift gears. You know what? Whether you're going down the highway, you can't go in first gear. You got to go in fourth. You can't go over whatever trial or temptation or difficulty you're dealing with in fourth gear. You got to be in the right gear to get to the right place. Amen. Amen. All right. Turn with me now to uh, first Kings, which is where we're really going to park today. Here's the thing. If you move into tomorrow with yesterday's actions, you don't really have a tomorrow. You just have an extended today. It's kind of like expecting something different tomorrow, but doing what I'm doing today. What is this next level that you need? God has already, like I said, moved things around. He already has that better marriage planned for you. He already has that spouse planned for you. He already has a promotion planned for you. He already has that health planned for you. But are you going to stop eating the fried food? I'm, I'm just checking. At any time in your life, do you think you're going to go walking? I mean, just a little bit faster than you're walking right now. That health is there. That's his future for us. He wants us to be healthy. Is it a deeper relationship with God that you want? What He's already standing there ready to meet you day by day and day by day. Just kind of keep looking for you and you don't see you. Is an expansion in your business. What is this next level that God has for you? The Bible says that he prepares things for us. You know, he's already prepared a mansion for us in heaven. But the only way we can get there is through accepting Jesus Christ. There's things that we have to do to get there. But he has made a shift. There's a switch, switch in the seasons. There's a shift naturally. There's a shift spiritually. There is a lot of things coming your way, Word of Truth Family Church. Now, let us look here at Elijah. Let's look at Elijah. And I'm going to read here for you. The first couple of verses, Elijah, first uh, Kings 17 verse one. And Elijah, the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead said unto Ahab, as the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there shall not be dew or rain these years, but according to my word and the word of the Lord came unto him, Elijah saying, get away from here, turn eastward and hide yourself by the brook Cherith. That is before Jordan. And it shall be that you will drink of the brook. And I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he went and did according unto the word of the Lord. For he went and dwelt by the brook of Cherith. That is before Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread. And brought him some flesh in the morning. And even came back. And bread and flesh in the evening. And he drank of the brook. Verse 7. And it came to pass after a while, say after a while, that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Now, verse 7 alludes to see uh, Elijah had prophesied that there wasn't going to be no rain. So the brook had to dry up. And sometimes our circumstances are drying up and God's trying to move us to a new place. But because it don't drop overnight, 
We don't realize it's trickling down. Verse 8. And the word of the Lord came unto him, Elijah, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongs to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there. Where? There. Not here. But there to sustain you. So remember now, God is here with Elijah, and God has created a shift. He has said, no, I've already put provision in Zidon. I have provided for you with a widow woman. There's something already in your future, Elijah. And I'm going to need you to move from your comfortable place right now where you've kind of gotten used to all the routine you have going on here. Number one, it's going to cost you. It costs Elijah. A shift is going to cost you something. Now imagine Elijah has been there for a while, the Bible says. He didn't even have the ravens on schedule. It's like having personal butler service and master chefs at your house just bringing you breakfast and dinner. Nobody needs lunch if somebody else is cooking breakfast and dinner. You'll be like, skip lunch, I'm just waiting. He's there by the brook and he's drinking and he's out there by himself just enjoying God. Don't have to have any character tests because there's nobody else with him. You know, so he doesn't have to get on anybody's nerves. Nobody's on his nerves. He's just enjoying the thing. The ravens are coming. God puts these on schedule. And show you how God is amazing because ravens are carnivorous birds. They eat flesh and they're bringing the flesh for him anyhow. So that shows you that wherever God wants you to be, if you're where God wants you to be, then he'll bring you some provision. Now, here's the thing. It cost Elijah something. They was at the place of the, of the brook that the miracle of the raven happened. Some of you are at your job and it took a miracle to get that job and you're now so comfortable and all these supervisor positions are coming open and you are not applying. Some of you are so comfortable in your marriage right now with the fighting, you kind of got used to it. It's part of how you live now. That's just how we do. We just talk like that. Get up over here. Answer the phone. What you want? That's how we do, Pastor Sarah. We just have it like that. Okay. Some of you really should be getting married, but you don't want to change. Kind of like your own space. Got your own bills, your own credit. Don't want to merge anything with anybody else. It's going to cost you something. Imagine Elijah had to let this stuff go to there. To there. What's there? This widow woman. Did you know God that widow women are broke? You're sending me to get some provision from somebody who is broke. Okay, first you did the whole like a raven thing, the birds feeding me. No, you can't. I mean, it's getting from bad to worse. And God is saying that you're going to have to let go. I remember when, you know, I, I had to come to, um, not I had, well, I did. When I came to America, I feel like Eddie Murphy coming to America, you know. <laughs> and you know, my husband, he met me there. I was on the side of the road and he felt sorry for me and said, oh boy, let me pick up this orphan child and <laughs> take her to the land of the red, white, and the blue. Anyway, so when I came, you know, I had to reduce my life of 21 years into two suitcases. It cost something. I had to leave all family, everyone who's familiar, all the notoriety I had, because believe me, in Jamaica, I have it real easy. I mean, I can walk through the airport and any security and nobody asks me nothing just because who my dad is. I don't have to pay half the stuff everybody else has to pay. I just got favor like that. Here, I got to work for it. (laughs) 
We had to leave all of that, come to a place that people say sandwich. I didn't understand what y'all were saying. See, see I'm saying y'all now. I, I, I didn't used to say that at all. You know, I'm a real Texan now. So that's 17 years ago. But it cost me something to go to that next level, to that shift that God was doing. I needed to shift with God. And God is shifting in you. And you have to know that because the shift is there, are you going to just stay where you are? Is where you are so comfortable and so okay that you don't want to make the change? Is the little water that you're getting, the little trickles by the brook, every now and then okay? Is how you're working and you're, you're, you know, some of you don't even want to change your budget. God is saying, I have more financial increase for you, but you refuse to tithe. You cannot violate a financial principle biblically and then ask for the be- blessings biblically. It's just like I was talking about the healing. You can't say, God heal me and you're over here eating all this high saturated fat stuff. Everything is fried, dyed, stick to the side. I'm just telling you, you know, the grease is just, you know, Crisco, you are Criscoed out. You got to make some changes. Amen. Amen. All right. Number two, a shift is going to be inconvenient. A shift is going to be inconvenient. A shift never occurs at the right time, but you know what? A shift always occur right on time. It's never convenient, but it's always the right thing. And when you're shifting, when I had, when I had gotten born again, I remember um, getting born again after I had ran away from home and got saved, you know, really saved too, you know, like for real, you know, like a real salvation, you know, and I decided to commit my life to the Lord and went home and eventually told my dad and he thought I was nuts because I went to a clap hand church. Do you know what that means? A church that clapped their hands. And so he, he wasn't even in a church. Okay. He was like in a cult. And so he was like, you are not going to that cult. You're the one in the cult. You're the one that they smoke all the weed and have all the dreadlocks and go kumbaya. kumbaya. You're in the cult. You notice only 12 of y'all talking about the 12 tribes of Israel. And I'm over here trying to go to church, trying to live right and trying to do this kind of thing. And he tells me I'm in a cult and he's not going to help me go to church. Who doesn't have their kid go to church? And you know, I made a decision that because God was making a shift in my life, I was going to be inconvenienced. And so I would take the bus to church. Now that's pretty cool if it's an American bus. Cause you get like a ticket and you can like punch your ticket in and however it works here. That's not how it goes in Jamaica. A Jamaican bus is like an, uh, a freak show ready to happen. It's like the X-Files. It's like your prayer life increases on a rapidly fast rate. I mean, a, a Jamaican bus is so packed that people are hanging through the sides of the window. I mean, I'm telling you, the necks are through the sides of the window. You don't need to hold on because you're not moving. When the bus turns this way, you just, everything just goes this way. Everybody's underarm is over you. Oh God, I'm mad. And people are hanging down and you don't, the bus doesn't stop. You wave the bus down. And then if they can push you in and squeeze you in so you can get pickpocketed. And by the time you come off, you have nothing. 
That's the Jamaican bus. So I had to take the bus. And then there are times I couldn't take the bus, so I had to walk. And it was just many, many miles away. But I had to be inconvenienced. Had I not inconvenienced myself because a shift was taking place, I would have never matured in the faith. I would have never met pastor and I wouldn't be here. The shift was worth it. And Elijah had to do the same thing. He had to pack a physical tent, say bye-bye to the ravens, see you. You know, do a little ceremony over by the brook, sprinkle himself with the last amount of water and make the trek to Zarephath. He had to go see the widow, but he could have decided I'm not going to make that shift. He could have said, you know, I know what God says, but I'm not going to do what God says. Because, you know, like Pastor Che was alluding to earlier, I know more. You know, long, long, Lord, I've been a prophet. Do you remember that I'm the one that kind of embarrassed Jezebel's people? And you know, I mean, all the prophets of Baal, I mean, come no, I, I, I know a little more, but the truth of the matter is that God had already shifted and Elijah in his obedience said, you know what? I'm going to shift, even though I didn't want to do this. And then he got up and he went right. It right. It was right in time. What is the shift requiring of you to do? What is this shift that God is doing in your life? What is it requiring of you to do? Word of Truth Family Church is about to get a loan for this building. We already have two um, soft commitments. We're waiting for the letters to read to you. So we are moving on. I'm going on. You understand? We are on the other side. We are already into next year. We are already seeing ourselves walking in that building and your kids just playing in the water and, and just loving up all the stuff. We see us seated in the chairs and looking at the big screen. We see that we have control over the air in our church. We are shifting because God has already made provision for that shift. What is it requiring of you to do? What is that thing that God is asking you? What is it requiring of you? What discipline is it requiring of you? You know, if you don't make the change, you're going to have to play catch up. And you don't want to be that person that go, you know, something was telling me. I should have done that. You know, you, well, you know, I, boy, everybody just looks like they're moving on. But I'm not getting involved in church. They've been saying get involved because when you get involved, you have asking status with God. You know, because your good works lead to anything that you ask in Christ's name, it shall be done. But I just don't get involved. And then all of a sudden you see all these people having asking status and they ask God and things just happen miraculously. And you go, man, I wish I had volunteered. Don't wish you woulda, coulda, shoulda. Just do it. Amen. The last thing is this. A shift is going to catapult you into a place of plenty, a place of peace, a place of posterity. When you agree with God, when you get on the boat with God and you decide that you are going to make the shift with him, you will be catapulted into a whole nother level. What do I mean? With you, you, I'm challenging you not to be satisfied with status quo. Don't be satisfied being a supervisor. Be, go for the managerial position. You see, where you are with your current budget and your current lifestyle and your current everything is good for you. But... It's not for us. It's for other people. And so if you don't have enough to give distribute to other people, then you're not in that place yet. So you need to keep going from glory to glory. You need to keep pressing forward because you have to be a blessing to other people. And so it's not for you. This shift is not just for you. You'll get blessed by the shift, but the shift is not about you. It's about other people. 
And you can't be um, okay anymore and say, okay, I'm okay as a supervisor. No, that management job, yes, it's going to require some more hours. Yes, it's going to require some maturity. No, you can't talk about your coworkers anymore. But when you get a managerial position, your income may go up by $30,000. You can bless the kingdom more. You can bless your family more. You can bless other people in need more. So it's not about you being okay with your supervisor job. Nothing wrong with a supervisor job. It's not where you, that's the brook. The brook is drying up. God is shifting into another place. Are you going to perceive it? All right, the catapult you. Let's go ahead and read some more here. The widow woman did the same thing that Elijah had done. And you have got to participate in the process. You have to participate in the miracle. God had already set up a miracle for her. And I'm telling you, I'm I'm about to get real prophetic on you right now. Here's it. Let's read. And the word of the Lord, verse 8, said to him, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Zidon, and dwell there. And told him to go live there. Okay? So some of you, God is telling you, you need to move. Now is a good time to move. Especially with these fixed rates. All right, you better move. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain you. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, now he came to the gate. Look, look how God timed this thing up, man. I'm telling you, if you agree with God for this shift, you could go to the gas station, be pumping gas and meet your next boss. But if you are not looking for this shift because you're okay being where you are, you won't even see it. You won't even recognize it when it's right there in front of you because you're going, I'm okay where I am. He walks to the city and God hooks the thing up where the the widow woman is right there at the city gates. Right there. Had Elijah waited 30 more minutes for the next bus, he wouldn't have seen the widow woman. All right, I'm trying to tell you, I'm trying to tell you. All right, so here he goes to the city gate and the widow woman was there gathering some sticks. And he called to her. I wonder how he called out to her. Anyway, and he said, fetch me, fetch me. No, I... I'm just, okay, you know what, this is King James. You know, nobody's going to tell you, fetch you nothing, and you coming over there. <laughs> okay. All right. So he meant, go get me. Let's just imagine. He said, go and get me. Um, I pray a little water in a vessel that I may drink. So the water in a vessel. Yeah, I have no problem with that. And as she was going to go fetch the water, no big deal. It didn't, you know, it didn't inconvenience her. Hey, I, I'll help you as long as they don't bother me. He called to her and said, bring me, I pray, a morsel of bread in your hand. And she said, I am swearing to you, as the Lord my God liveth, I have not a cake but a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil in a cruise. And you know what? I'm actually gathering my two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said to her, fear not. Go and do as you have said. Go and kill yourself, as you have said. This is what Elijah is saying. I want you to understand really what's going on here. He says, fear not. Don't be afraid. Yeah, go. Kill yourself. But before you do that, make me a cake first so I don't have to die. This Bible is chock full of some drama, man. This is better than any days of our life. (laughs) You read this Bible, you need no more soap operas. Okay? And bring it to me and after make one for you and your son. Okay. And for thus says the Lord of God, the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not waste, neither the cruise of oil fail unto the day that the Lord sends rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. Here's the thing. She had to participate in the miracle. It cost her something. 
You know, the widow woman had a plan. Her plan was to die. Now, some of you say, well, pastor, that's not a good plan. I'm not saying it's a good plan, but I am saying there's some people out here who that's their plan. Some of you are thinking it's really easier to check out right now than to check into the process. I don't know who I'm talking to right now that you are tormented in your sleep and you just feel. I just, I just rather take me some pills. I just rather do something and just exit this, this situation right here. God sent me to tell you today is not the day. Not a good time to die. He's already made a shift. You're going to die and miss a shift. He's already had something on the other side of that. And yes, it's going to cost you something. But the benefit of the shift far outweighs the cost and the inconvenience. The catapult him of him putting into your, into your next season, to your next level, is so much greater than you trying to check out a dodge right now. He's saying today is not that day. Those of you who are com- trying to contemplate, you know, suicide, giving up, throwing in a towel. Suicide doesn't always have to be physical. Some of you are, are trying to do that physically. But some of you are sabotaging your own chances. You committed suicide in your marriage. You know what it takes to change and you're going, no. Even though in your mind, your God has shifted and said, man, this could be the best marriage, the best relationship you have. And you're going, I just, I just, I just, I just like being hateful. It's just going to cost you a little hatefulness. Some of you want to stay single, but act like you're married. You want the benefits of marriage, but want to function like you're single. It don't work like that. If you want the benefits of marriage, you're going to have to make a change. You're going to have to make a shift. You're going to have to lock up the shop until you get a ring on it. Uh, it's just going to cost you a little while, but then after that, believe me, you can go on forever. And then sometimes you're going to say, never, never, never. (laughs) So don't be too hot right now. Make the change. Make the change. You know, she had to do that. She said, um, she had to go bake a cake for him. But the Bible says that when she got inconvenienced and she had to go make a cake, then the Bible says that the cruise of oil didn't fail. And she and her house. At first, hold on, I thought it was just her and her son. They were just going to die. The woman had servants and other people. When they say her house, it's everybody attached to her. So God not only provided for her right at the point when she was going to give up. Right at the point where she was going to check out. Right at the point where she just thought there was nothing else I could do but get my little two sticks and just be done with this. Right then God sent somebody in to say, hey, I've made a shift. I've made a change. Your life is going to be the better. Where you are is not where you're always going to be. What's happening on tomorrow is much better than what's happening today. Don't punk out on me. Don't, don't, don't draw back on me. The Bible says that they are of faith. Don't draw back. But the just shall live by faith. Amen. So I'm here to encourage you and to challenge you and to say, hey, what is God requiring of you for this shift? He has already created that opportunity. He's already created that vision for your marriage or vision for you being a a married person or for that promotion. What are you going to do about it? Are you just going to sit back and just go, it is what it is? No, it don't have to be. It is what it is. It can be whatever you can be because the Bible says I can declare a thing. 
and my word will not come back to me void. The Bible says that we can speak to that mountain and it must move. We can speak to that root and it must dry up. You have so much power and the shift that God is taking place requires your participation. You've got to say something. You've got to stand up for something. You've got to do something. You've got to change. You can't stay stuck. You have, if you want that business, keep going. Knock a thousand times. Don't stop. Don't back up right now. Now is not a time. You know, had Pastor Evan not made the shift from, from business to ministry, we'd have been living good, but we wouldn't have been doing great. Because we wouldn't have all of you here. Look at how many people we would, would have missed out on. You know, and this is the greatest thing for us. We love what we're doing. We love being pastors. We wouldn't do it any other way. We knew over 20 years ago this is what we would be doing. But if he had not made a shift, our family would have been fine, but nobody else would have been fine. You got to make that shift. Amen. The Bible says, remember not the former things of old. Don't get stuck in your last miracle. Don't get stuck in the last success that God did for you. Don't challenge him. Lord, give me a testimony every day. Give me something new. Give me something to show off about you. I'm telling you, God has made a shift. There's, there's lots of big things happening for you. When those jobs and those things come your way, apply for them. Stop giving them up. Stop being afraid of them. It's like, you know, I had a friend of mine who um, worked for UPS. And he was the driver for, UP, the, for the truck. And he had been there a long, long, long time. And, you know, the opportunity came for him to be in management. Would have given him like $30,000 more. And he wouldn't take it. And me and Evan just couldn't understand why. We said, why wouldn't you take it? He goes, oh, too much responsibility. And I thought, you are going to make a whole salary more. Some people make 30000 for the whole year. You will get that on top of your salary for some more responsibility. All that was giving you was some better hours. And he refused to take it because he was okay for him and his family right here. God was said they were begging him to come. I know another member here who didn't want to go into management, but they are, and boy, they're loving it now. It's going on, it's going on. So don't let those opportunities pass you by. Behold, I do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness. I will make a river in the desert. Amen. Father, we just glorify you today. We thank you, Lord, that you have already gone into our future and created something magnificent for us. We thank you, God, that you have already shifted us and caused us to be propelled into a new place, Lord. Father, I declare and I decree, Father God, that your word is sure, your word is faithful, your word is true, Lord. I know, God, that your word will not come back unto you void. And I thank you for every person here at Word of Truth Family Church. And we declare over them, Lord, that they will not be satisfied with yesterday. They will not be satisfied with today, but God, they will move from glory to glory, Father God. God, from excellence to excellence, Lord, that they will magnify you and reflect you in the goodness that you are showing forth in their lives, Lord. I thank you, God, that they will not miss the shift, Father God. They will know, Lord, that we are going into a wealthy place. We're going into a great place, Father God, that you are bring, expanding our borders, Lord. You're expanding our borders and, and deepening our reach, God. You're magnifying our influence, Lord. I thank you, God, that you will cause Word of Truth Family Church to be the head and not the tail, to be above only and not beneath. Father God, that they will rise upon their jobs 
themselves and be the best, Lord. That they will live in the best. They will have the best. They will drive the best. They will be distributors of wealth in the earth, Lord. There will be a praise in the earth, God. And Father God, their friends will wonder what has happened, Lord. Why is this people, Father, so prosperous? Why are these people so effective, God? And their enemies will have to make peace, God, because we will be at the top. Of everything, in every industry, Lord. I declare and I decree that we will take over because of the shift, Lord. I thank you, God, that you will put us in the decision-making positions, Lord. That you will make us the landowners, Lord. That you will make us the vice presidents, the CEOs, the CFOs, Lord. That you will make us the managers, Lord. That you will cause us to rise to the top, Father God. And I declare and I decree so because your word is true. Your word is faithful, Lord. You always hear me when I pray and I thank you, God, for Word of Truth Family Church. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Hallelujah.